Well, hello, Dunder Mifflinites. We are back with another episode of the Office Sleep Along podcast, and by now I should have figured out what the name of this podcast is going to be because I'm trying to uh, make sure I get in there, but, you know, I have all the, the good stuff, the Twitter, and etc. But as I will introduce in each episode, we are going to essentially have a calm walkthrough of each office episode in the series and I'll put a little bit of information in there but for me I wanted a way to uh, experience the office without having the TV screen on or missing interesting information that happens to go by in some of my favorite office podcasts and if you haven't done a sleep podcast in the past uh, in your podcast of choice you should be able to set a sleep timer for about 20 minutes or as long as this episode is that way uh, when you fall asleep it'll go off and you will uh, have a nice rest now please use a small speaker your your phone's speaker or wireless headphones try not to use wired headphones i don't want anybody to get hurt and that should pretty much give you all the context you need for this as we get into our second episode which is diversity day and this comes right after the pilot and Diversity Day was directed by Ken Quapis and was written by B.J. Novak, who plays Ryan Howard on The Office. And this aired in March of 2005, so we're coming up on the 15th year since this episode aired. And it's kind of amazing how well this whole show has really uh, aged over time, but also, you know, the the way that it's more popular than ever. And so we're going to start off here. And as we talked about in the pilot episode, all of the episodes in season one lack the cold open, which I believe is one of the more uh, famous parts of the office. Some of the best bits came from those cold opens, and you end up missing those in this first season. But uh, the theme song that's played here, showing all the cast of characters, is consistent through the first uh, six or seven seasons until they start to add some of the new players that came on later on. So we start off here with a shot of Homer Simpson sitting in the office and Michael Scott checking on the conference room to hear from uh, someone new. And we get to Michael Scott's talking head. And Michael's a little bit confused why the Diversity Day trainer is there although he knows the incident which was you know caused by him and and uh you know the diversity day trainer is played by Larry Wilmore who's also credited as a writer on this episode we have Jim on the phone we have Dwight doing some blackouts Dwight has a nice uh you know i would say a dark beige shirt on today with a tie and Jim as always looking sharp in his white shirt white dress shirt with a tie and there's uh, Dwight using the paper shredder there a little bit loud for Jim he can't hear on the phone and Dwight is wearing a Casio FW90 watch I never caught that before I guess those are the type of things you notice as you watch without the sound on Jim unplugs the Shredder, and then Dwight hangs up Jim's phone call. The big thing in this episode is that Jim is trying to close a major deal 
with uh, one of his biggest clients. And uh, that's really you know, one of the subplots in this one. And then what do we have here? Yeah, so Jim is explaining that a huge portion of his commission comes from this one client. He just has to call them and they renew. And he has a hard time connecting with them that day. He puts a little bottle of champagne in his desk and it's his little way of celebrating. And just goes to show you the, the little things in life for somebody that does mundane things like that is uh, very important. We got Pam playing some solitaire here. Jim eating a little bit of the candy, coming up to chat with Pam. And Jim's hair looks a little bit more put together in this one than it did in the pilot, but you can't really tell that they were filmed, you know, a considerable time apart from each other. Um, you know, only the most insiders know that. You get a nice little shot of accounting here. Michael comes out of his office, but then he ducks back in so that he can time it with the other guy trying to talk to Oscar I think this is the first time we you know this is the first time we hear from Oscar in any significant way and then uh, the trainer comes up I can't remember his name off the top of my head but uh, played by Larry Wilmore calls Michael into the office so they can talk oh, Michael is interrupting Jim's phone call trying to get back on that sales call I oh, know everybody's going into the conference room, so we need to see. Uh, we get our first taste of diversity today. Collecting some cards. Very nice. And now this is this conference room looks accurately filled to the way it does later in the season. We talked about in the pilot episode there were a lot of extra cast members that didn't carry into the full season, but now you have your roster really set. In this episode, Michael trying to lead the uh, diversity day training, and the the trainer very expertly says, "You know, hey, Michael, can I have your permission to run this training? Because he's ultimately here for Michael's uh, Michael's gaff and needs him to sit down." Steve Corral here. Still with, uh, you know, a lighter head of hair, straight, slicked back. But, but this episode did not come from the U.K. office. This episode, uh, you know, was written for the U.S. office. And is I think it's a uniquely U.S. issue, uh, you know, the Diversity Day thing. It's, it's not as prevalent in somewhere like the U.K. where the original office is from. Uh, and there's a really good line to tie in. The, the show Jack Ryan, which John Krasinski goes on to play later on, there's a, a scene where they say, you know, when you're in America and you're from a different country, you are still American, but you're hyphenated. You're African-American, you're French-American, you're German-American. But when you're in, in this case, it was Paris, you know, you, you're never French. You are, you're always foreign. And that was a line that stuck with me. I think that's been used in other places, but... You know, it had a it had a, an impact on me when I saw it in the show, and and that's something that they're trying to get over here in this episode. So, you know, the dynamics of the the conference room uh, episodes are always funny to see, and it's interesting to redo it without having the sound on. You know, the way the camera moves and focuses in on 
uh, the different people and, and highlights. You know, there's a lot of comedy. The, the layers of comedy in The Office are really highlighted when it comes to some of these scenes because there's the dialogue, which is very funny, but then there's the reactions and the camera movements and the way that it moves between the characters and the actors. And uh, it's very, it just highlights why this is such a strong show. Like, I'm enjoying it by just you know, watching it without the sound on. I already know, you know, you end up learning most of the lines or remembering most of the lines by watching it so many times. But, uh, you know, Kevin stands up here to to uh, essentially recite the reason that they're here, which is the Chris Rock bit. And it just really gets under Michael's skin because he's not delivering it right. And... You can see Michael just getting a little bit more worked up until finally, oh, there we go. He stands up, and now he wants to deliver it, and, uh, you know, he's butchering it. He's butchering the delivery. Now he's doing it, and that basically sets over the edge. There, there are not a lot of bleeps in the office, but this is one of the, you know, this is the first one where they bleep him out, and there's comedy, and in what you're left to your imagination, but if you know the Chris Rock bit, then then you know uh, what's coming here. So we got a commercial break. Looks like Jim's phone is ringing while they're in there, and then we have the acronym for Hero: honesty, empathy, respect, open-mindedness. That's the Hero acronym that they're going on here. Dwight defining what a superhero is to him. Somebody that has fat powers and fights crime. And Oh, Dwight is so good. You also see Mindy Kaling here. I don't remember seeing her in the pilot episode, even in some of the wider conferencing shots, but Mindy Kaling, one of her you know, first major roles in a show here. And then... Right now, they're wrapping up the training, but they need to sign a contract saying that they went through the training where Michael basically refuses because he didn't learn anything and he won't sign the contract, and this is what really causes the issue. And so now they're going to go into his office and talk about it privately while everybody else, you know, signs the paper easily because they, uh, they're a little bit more agreeable. And this is where he says, you know, I did this to not embarrass you. I wanted to make sure that you, you know, you, you weren't seen as being singled out because of the issue. And uh, this is, you know, we talked about Michael having a lack of awareness in the last episode when he was doing the punk skit with Pam. And uh, this is another one where, you know, he doesn't recognize the wrongdoing into a person that watches this, you'd say, how do you not know? But I've worked with people that uh, that they do act that way, and you would think that this is dramatized, but if anything, it's extremely scarily accurate. Michael now signed the paper, uh, which he later reveals to have signed as Daffy Duck. And you get Steve Carell's little like chuckle, like a like a laugh, whenever he says this. You know, 
I, Michael Scott, I learned this thing and uh, I adhere to the training, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, signed Daffy Duck, which that's like, I think one of the reasons that this show resonates so well with such a young audience. I mean, I've heard that it starts as early as fifth grade and younger is because the humor like this is the kind of stuff that I did in high school and that's why I really related to it at the time is like some of the pranks that Jim pulls on Dwight or the humor that Michael has is very juvenile and uh, you know that could be one of the reasons that it resonates so well so now Michael comes out of his office reads part of the contract and then rips it up and tosses it on the floor and then corrects himself, saying, you know, he believes in the message, but why does, you know, why does the training have to be that way? And then, uh, here we get a shot of the, you know, Dwight, very agreeable with his boss. Some would say brown noser, some would say, uh, men mentee with a lost mentor. And talking about the formula last time with the pilot episode, you get so much of that here again where, you know, something happens in the office, Jim looks back at Pam to give a reaction or see her reaction. Uh, you know, Dwight blindly following what Michael does and everybody just kind of going along with it. So... Now we're set up in the conference room, diversity day, take two, and Michael calls everybody into the office. Another, you know, part of the formula, Michael calling the conference meeting and everybody kind of shuffling in. And then, oh, here we get gold right here. Toby comes in, makes a comment, Michael singles him out, and uh, you could say this is the earliest indication of the, the feud, the ongoing feud with Toby. And he sends him back to the annex. You know, you end up really learning the geography of the office the more you watch it, where the where accounting is and where the annex is, the kitchen. Like, I really feel like I could walk through that office and uh, get a, get around just as easily as somebody, you know, just as easily as as my own office. And so get that so here we go this oh this thing too this is he's using a classic like classroom television on a big wheeled cart with a stand and a vcr and uh he's showing a video you know a vc vhs tape that he recorded uh right inside the office and talking about diversity tomorrow because today is almost over I believe is the line. A lot of this is just my memory. I'm not doing subtitles or anything. And the video is only, you know, 30 seconds long. Jim asks, is that it? And Michael says, you know, I only had a couple hours this afternoon. And uh, Dwight, the cameraman. Good. Now we have Kelly leaving to go back to work. Michael making a racist comment as she leaves. Now we have Michael sitting down, uh, you know, backwards in a chair in this aggressive stance, wanting to share a little bit more about diversity and, you know, engage with the audience 
while being totally underqualified, and you have Dwight taking copious notes, looking very, very excited to hear this. So now, you know, Oscar pushing back a little bit, saying, you know, that's not diversity, and that's not inclusion here. Uh, a good shot at Kevin, looking confused. Dwight's got something to say. Oscar. You know, Oscar, he's probably one of the characters that I would say evolves the least over the show. Once you get into the second season and it's revealed that he's gay, you know, after that, he remains, you know, one of the sharper guys in the office and one of the, uh, you know, one of the more consistent characters. You see a, a pretty big arc with Kevin where he becomes you know a little more silly, a little bit more cartoonish. Um, Meredith, the same way. Phyllis, Phyllis is very consistent as well. You know, Dwight really has a nice arc. Jim and Pam have an arc. Angela, probably one of the biggest changes of anybody, but uh, Oscar is pretty consistent. Jim misses a phone call here. He's trying to, still trying to catch that client. Now we cut back to Michael handing out note cards because he's created the exercise where they're going to uh, essentially reinforce stereotypes and actively uh, do the, the reverse of what Diversity Day is meant for. And Stanley just so happens to get the... Uh, the card that says black, and Michael is wearing one that says Martin Luther King Jr., clearly thinking very highly of himself. And he encourages everybody to uh, intermingle and interact with them in a way that, uh, I guess, reinforces the stereotype. So, not really helping with the the goal of the day. Pam wearing a card that says Jewish, Stanley wearing one that says black. And the person who ends up taking the most interest in this exercise overall is Dwight, who is very eager to try and figure out what is going on. Stanley takes the card off and realizes what it is. Dwight's not happy with Meredith here. Oh, I guess a yawn. A yawn and sleep podcast might... Might help here. Pam tries to play along, and Dwight mistakes poor driving for a characteristic of a woman instead of an Asian. And, uh, yeah, this is the kind of stuff that you learn at the Thanksgiving dinner when you grow up as a middle-class white guy, are all of these stereotypes and uh, characteristics that aren't exactly true. Jim doesn't have a... Uh, no card, I never noticed that. Kind of missed, missed the handing out of the no cards. And we cut to Michael here explaining one of his decisions. And then we get Jim coming up to talk to Ryan, who's temping as the secretary. And this is where Ryan is like, oh, you know, she's pretty cute. M meaning the girl on the computer, but... Jim thinks that he is talking about Pam. And so, you know, you always know what Jim is thinking about. 
He's in love with her. That's a beautiful thing. Gave me hope for future love. And it worked out. Alright, Michael's encouraging the melting pot between Angela and Kevin. Oh, and then Kelly comes back in after a, a long call. And Michael is going to try here to get her to play along and is doing a very racist impression of what is essentially a poo from Simpsons. Mindy Kaling, uh, Kelly gives him a nice slap in the face. Michael is clearly distraught at that outcome and is uh, dismissing everybody. We're saying, you know, that's what I was going for here. As he slowly breaks into different emotions and goes, goes out of the room. Oh, all right, Jim. There's a shot there from the uh, from the intro. Jim switching his phone to the other arm. And this is where he finally connects with his big client. But his big client tells him that Dwight gave him a code. So, like a like a man, he takes a champagne out of the drawer, hands it to Dwight, and you know that's huge part of his commission so he is yeah that's the the ups and downs in the life of sales is you have some low lows and high highs a lot of rejection and you can see the rejection in in Jim's face as he comes into the conference room and Michael explaining it was a rough day and he wasn't really happy with the outcome of the uh, the diversity day and this is uh, one of the best shots right here. Pam putting her head on Jim in the, the smirk that he gives to the camera. It's like absolutely priceless. Get choked up. Uh, just, just thinking about the arc that we're gonna go on here. But yeah, it's one of the. It's like perfect office, you know, inter-office, real life sort of thing where. You know, there's always something going on, but there's also so many undertones and subplots, if you will, to each meeting where you know different office politics happen. And in this case, you know, there was the diversity stuff happening, and Pam was tired and fell asleep on Jim, and that that was like the one thing that carried him through the day, and he would just let her sleep there forever, but. And then the smile she gives when she wakes up. And then we get to uh, talking head of Jim. On a day that he lost a huge commission, he says, not a bad day. Oh, that Jim smirk, John Krasinski, you fox. And that's it. That is Diversity Day. Larry Wilmore, the guest star there. Paul Lieberstein, one of the writers who plays Toby. We have a lot of uh, you know, Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant credits to them for the original show, and we're just going through the credits here. This is you know NBC Studios DLD, which goes on to do. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if it's DLD. There's DLD and there's Reveal. Uh, Reveal. Oh, you know, between those two, they do Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec being another incredible spinoff. 
of you know taking the office formula and really uh, I would say perfecting it with an ensemble cast and really strong characters and just you know very strong stuff so that is diversity day um, you know we talked about the director and the, the air date in the beginning and I hope you enjoyed this uh, additional walkthrough of another episode. I'm trying to work on the first season here and really getting through the first six because I'm excited. I think if you can get through the first three episodes of The Office, then you're hooked. I think once you get to the Alliance and basketball, then you're really you're in as an Office fan because season two is so strong, but... You know, the first the first episode, there's not a whole lot going on in that one. You know, the characters are, are developed, but they're not exposed yet. Diversity Day, you start to get a little bit of that. Healthcare, I think, is really where you you start to understand, like, these are the dynamics, and this is what you're watching for. The Alliance gets there, but, yeah. So I think, you know, if, if the Sleep Podcast is working for you by the first four or five episodes, and then I think we're in good shape. And, you know, unfortunately, the episodes are about 20 minutes long, so you might have to go through a couple of them if you fall asleep. But I find for myself, you know, about 20 to 25 minutes is all I need, uh, and, and then I fall asleep, and then, you know, the I re-listen to things and, and that sort of thing. And so I hope you enjoyed this second episode of The Office uh, podcast here. Really enjoying going through this again. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna figure out if I should, you know, listen to it and talk or do subtitles or something. But right now, I'm just watching it without any sound and enjoying going back through the season, the whole, the whole series again, because it's been a while since I've done it. And uh, I will see you guys in the next one. I'm setting up Twitter and all that good stuff. So if you wanna engage with me over there. I uh, will put the links in the show notes, but hopefully by now, hopefully by now you're asleep and relaxed and uh, drifting off to a nice slumber. And we'll see you in the next one, which is healthcare. <laughs>